Hi guys! Welcome. I'm Kenzie Burke. And I'm Sabelle Levy. And, and this, this is, is the, the Cusp, Cusp Podcast. Breathwork is medicine, and for Erin Telford, it was this very practice that saved her from death, literally. When Erin's almost fatal fall off the side of a mountain caused a traumatic brain injury, she was thrust into an even deeper level of spiritual initiation. During the physical restructuring of her mind-body from coming into contact with her mortality, she learned how to generate healing energy within her own body, both emotionally and in her physical form. Through this, she birthed her conscious leadership mentorships. She continues to be a teacher of breathwork through classes and teacher training, and with a master's in Chinese medicine and acupuncture, and a life path of mind-blowing stories, her miracle being just one of them, Erin's approach to healing is one we are so honored to invite you to listen to. We'll jump right in and give you the space to introduce yourself. I know it's hard to say who are you, what do you do, but um, who are you, what do you do in (laughs) more of a deep way, like how would you introduce yourself to our audience? That's so funny um, because, yeah, usually I am introed, so I like being asked, and I am Erin Telford, and I do a lot of things, and they're always in flux and always in motion. Um, but primarily, I'm a breathwork facilitator. I teach other people how to be breathwork facilitators. And I think that a lot of what I've been doing over the years, it's funny to like view yourself, and I don't have like an elevator pitch for what I do um, because I feel like it's always evolving. It's always mm-hmm. growing. I'm always becoming. Um, but primarily, I've been supporting people in creating healthy relationships with themselves. And that's through understanding their emotions, understanding their shadow, understanding their trauma, understanding their childhood programming, their conditioning, have they been conditioned by society or by their family of origin or by the media or by their friends or their church or their school or whoever, and allowing people to come into like a comfortable intimacy with themselves to deeply know themselves so that they can really bring their full gifts out into the world and be in their full expression and not be... Um, constrained or restricted or shrunken or powerless or afraid to be who they are in this life. How do you get people there? So (laughs) many ways, so many ways. I mean, I think that like, you know, to be a living demonstration, I'm always wanting to be a living demonstration of what I'm doing. I'm never going to ask somebody to do something I Mm -hmm. haven't done. And so the way that I've gotten there is just by being in confrontation with the most challenging parts of myself and my life and holding my own hand Mm. and not, you know, doing my very, very best to not numb out and turn away when things are devastating or deeply challenging or terrifying or sad or awful. And just being able to like hold my hand along the way and stay the course and investigate and like turn over every rock, look under the hood. And like one thing that I, you know, I realized a couple of years ago, Um, I realize I'm not afraid of anything inside myself. So that makes me able to not be afraid of anything that's inside of you. And so that lends itself to like the space holding of Mm -hmm. a strong space because sometimes a lot of facilitators, they're afraid of what lives within them. So Mm -hmm. they're also afraid of what lives within the people that they're supposed to be helping Mm -hmm. or wanting to help. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's something about like the living in integrity of 
what I want to do for other people and doing it for myself so I can do it for other people and then teaching people through that, the ways that they can stay with themselves, even when it's, even when it's bad, even when it's really hard, even when you do want to turn away. Yeah. I mean, and you need to have gone through that internally, learned it, loved it, grown a capacity to also hold it, the memory of it, when it comes back to be able to do that for someone else. That's incredible. You built this strong relationship and trust within you and this, this strong rooted ground, um, the closest, I mean, even when you do, you go into grounding meditations, you say how, like, think of that thing, the part of you that feels closest to the ground and like arrive there and come in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is what we're working with. You know, our souls, our psyches, our hearts, our spirits, our bodies, like that is the original tool. And the more we come into safe relationship and also loving relationship with it, the more we can move in the world in an easier way. Yeah. And it's less scary. Yeah. Yeah. You said you came into that a couple years ago where you, you realized that you did have that fully within you and that you hold your own hand. Um, is that because there was a moment in your life that brought you into realizing that or, and Mm. it was like, you realized it because it was simultaneous with the time that that actually arrived for you or was it something that was you and then you came to just realize you've had it? I think sometimes it's (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you know how like you're going, like we're all on this journey. We're all continuing on this path and like, you don't always see where you are. You don't always see where you are because it's just where you are. You're like, I, you know, Mm -hmm. all the tiny steps that led up to one place um, you know, no one's screaming out headlines or making neon signs for like, Cybelle, she just mm-hmm. reached a, a, you know, a, a, yeah. a plateau or something. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> feel that like in yourself. That sometimes. It does, yeah. it does yeah. feel like that. Yeah, like, wow, definitely. It's been a quiet week. <laughs> right. what, what, what's, what do we have? <laughs> <laughs> what's really going on? <laughs> so I think that like, um, my friend, one of my good friends coined like, I don't know if it's her term exactly, but unacknowledged mastery where like something that seems Mm. so normal and inherent to you, you don't really say it out loud or feel like you need to talk about it or teach about it Mm because you're, you're just like, doesn't everybody know this? Yeah. It's just kind of one of those human things. Right. Yeah. And so I, as I like, I want to describe, you know, like I'm doing now how I got to where I am. And I just kind of like that sentence emerged from my consciousness. Like I'm no longer afraid. Like this is one of the the pillars of this is that I'm not afraid of me. So I'm not afraid of you. So it was just, it was a realization, but it wasn't like something happened. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out a way how to like, how to say it out loud, how to articulate some of the reasons that I could do what I do and why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Was breath work itself part of your own kind of first awakening to be able to sit with yourself and look at these parts of yourself or was it leading up to that? Or were you always like that? I'd say it was, it was a definite huge piece for me. It was a key in the lock of something I've been looking for for a long time. Mm -hmm. But when I was in college, I went to like the first time I went away for school when I was I was 17. Um, I had been depressed for a few years. You know, I'd been, I'd been in that kind of like teenage angsty depression, you know, divorced parents, da, 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 drinking a lot, raging a lot, like numbing a lot, like not really knowing how to deal with my own sensitivity, not understanding where all this emotion was coming from and just kind of trying to make it go away. Mm. 
And then I got to college and I decided to stop drinking when I went to college because I had been like partying so much in high school. And I was like, oh, alcohol's for unevolved people. I'm just going to do mushrooms now. <laughs> and so I kind of like went on this little weeby windy journey of like a lot of cannabis and a lot of mushrooms. And I realized how sad I was. Like mm. I was deeply, deeply, deeply sad. And again, I didn't know why yet. And so my parents were really concerned about me. They're worried and they're like, we want to, you know, you need to get to therapy, antidepressants, like let's, let's fix this. Let's mm -hmm. handle this. And I just, there was something inside me that just knew that wasn't the right road for me. I knew it wasn't going to actually fix the problem or help me understand the problem. I wanted to understand the problem because it felt so naughty and confusing and multifaceted. And, and I'm like, this has a reason. This has a purpose. If I go do this, um, I don't, I don't believe that someone's going to be able to tell me why mm -hmm. this is happening to me, which is inaccurate, but mm -hmm. you know, as a teenager, um, but that's also a very evolved thought. I just, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I felt like my intuition was really strong and really solid at that point. I was really in trust of myself. So that was kind of, I would say as far as like the first point where I came into a really conscious decision about like who I am, what I need, what I want, where I'm going, that was it. And then there was a lot of exploration with, you know, mushroom journeys and just, I wanted to get it. I wanted to untangle the knots. I wanted to understand myself. And I was just going all different directions and trying to figure out ways, you know, and doing all the workshops and yoga, a lot of yoga. Um, and then, but breath work though, I was like, by the time I found breath work, it was pretty late in the game. Like it was only 10 years ago and I'm 48 now. So it was, you know, uh, yeah, late, late in the discovery channel. Um, but when I discovered breathwork, I had been doing all these things and, and going on all these healing journeys and retreats and all the things that you do as you're yeah. kind of like plumbing the depths and trying to figure out all the different paths and routes. But I had, I still had so much grief and so much rage inside me. I was still very like, um, like a walking wound in some senses. And because I was always, I was still easily triggered very easily activated by a lot of different things. And when I found breath work, I was like, Oh, this is how I can get this out of my body. Like yeah, this is the way it's so incredible. It's the vent. And I just, I had so much un undigested pain living within me that was really affecting my day to day life. Yeah. And I could finally get it out. And like that opened up a lot of things too, because once I, once I like digested all that pain, which was like a it's, I mean, if I'm doing the calculations right, that's about yeah. like 20 years of you going from like, yeah. no, a therapist is not for me. I need to discover this for myself, doing all the things that you were doing and then arriving to breath work about like 20 years that you're, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Long and did time. you feel yeah. like, oh, wow, this is an I excavation. Yeah. I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for the whole time. Yeah. And it was a remembering too. I was like, oh, I know this one. I know this, I know how to do this. Yeah. yeah. And I was overcome. I was just overcome. And then, then I healed my depression. Like mm. that's not a thing anymore. And how then, often were you doing breath? Yeah. Work? You know, not that much, mm, wow. honestly, like I wasn't doing it every day. I never do breath work every day. I do mm -hmm. it when I feel like I need to do breath work, mm -hmm. but I was, it's amazing. Yeah. Also what clears after you do it. Yeah. It's incredible. Like one we should, hour we should actually that, just yeah. break down breath work. If anyone sure. listening doesn't know, <laughs> I mean, they might know, but I think there's a the kind of breath work that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. It's an excavation type of breath work. 
I think. I mean, just even you saying that, I know you understand it. And yeah. I know that you had a really incredible experience. Yeah. So I, because it feels I, like six months or a year just lands and floods into yeah. your 45 minutes of breath work. Yeah. And just like makes sense. You're just like, what? Everything How? Makes sense. When? When? <laughs> right. Right. And you can almost just turn yourself in. It was a few weeks ago. I just I felt like I was bubbling and it was, yeah. it was kind of, I knew that I was entering a new time in my life, mm-hmm. but the, oh, it was just there. And I just turned myself in. I did one of your breath works actually in my bedroom, screamed it out, went to bed. I woke up the next morning. I was like, we're good. We're good to go. Deck cleared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even like the terminology, I love that. I love that phrase. I turned myself in like, mm. like kind of like you turn yourself into the cops or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to turn yourself I submit, in. I submit. Okay. <laughs> But, but that's what's working through you. Like that's yeah. a very applicable term because you you are you're you're turning in yourself into this this power, which it's so yeah. beautiful. Because like when you think of power and what something mm-hmm. can change in you, yeah. you don't think of the word control. But then no. this is also something you know you have. I mean, there's like there's control in knowing that you turn yourself in. This is the outcome that you're gonna get, and it's yeah. a, this very interesting like. And what's so cool mm-hmm. about breathwork, I think, is what comes up when you're doing it is what needs to come up. Yes. And sometimes it's it's not at all what we think is gonna come up mm-hmm, when right. we think, oh, th- something needs to come out. It can be like a memory, a this, a that. But it's incredible that every single time, what comes up is what needs to be shown. And And it's powerful. It's us. It's not a drug. It's It's not, it's literally us. Yeah. And I love that you like that part of it too, because I think like, you know, a lot of the work that we do is about like setting an intention and creating a framework for something. And this kind of goes along with grounding in like a loose way, but understanding that like you could go into something and be like, Oh, I really want to, you know, I'm going through a breakup. I really want to focus on this. I want to heal my heart Mm -hmm. or I want to, um, I have, you know, some other kind of intention and like the breath work you have is about like healing your relationship with your mom, or it's about a memory from when you were seven, where you were, you know, embarrassed or felt shame. And to be able to understand that that's actually the divine intelligence of your body working through you and for you, and that you can trust that, that your body's not trying to like traumatize you or hijack you. It's like, no, actually Kenzie, this is what this is what needs to be witnessed today mm-hmm. and being able to trust that and mm-hmm. be like fascinated and curious about it rather than, Oh God, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but knowing that or it's judging you, it. Yeah. Yeah. That it's just you. I okay. So what is breath work? <laughs> <laughs> now that we've just, yeah, has everyone's hooked. I love, um, I, d- I do just want to honor both of you for your experiences and your willingness, because I think that the thing, like the key in the lock for, for people, we have that like natural, um, depending on, you know, your trauma history and what you hold in your body and what you're working through. Um, you can't really experience those great benefits if you are tracking, watching and waiting with your mind and the letting go of the mind can be the hardest part. It can be the very hardest part to soften your rational mind, your thinking brain, and like, let it go for a mm-hmm. minute. Just let it go for, for 30 minutes, for mm-hmm. 45 minutes. But what we're doing is where it's very similar to a psychedelic experience because you are using the breath work. You're giving your brain a task. You're saying, okay, I know you want to work. I know you want to loop. I know you want to do something. So I'm going to give you something to do. You do this. Inhale, inhale, exhale. 
and it overrides the executive function of your brain so that you can drop into yourself. You can surrender into your body, your heart, your spirit, your internal terrain and make contact with yourself. And with the particular technique that I'm using, it's really heart-centered. It's really about dropping into the heart and letting the heart soften and open so your emotions can begin to move. And when you're when you set the rational and the logical aside, the amount of wisdom that is already living within you and the epiphanies and realizations that you can make via your own body and also your brain getting to you know create new neurotransmitters or new synapses, new portals within your brain and have the different parts talk to each other that don't normally get to, um, it's a wide world. And so you, you are accessing the sympathetic nervous system and you are accessing, accessing the parasympathetic nervous system charge. You get it when you're in the active breath, you're more in the sympathetic charge. And when you're in a charged vibratory, kind of like cosmically charged mm -hmm. nervous system charge state, but you're safe, you're either safe within yourself or you're safe within the group or you're safe within a one-on-one -on -one session, you can start offloading all of that, that vault of unprocessed pain that creates triggers, activations, um, attachment stuff mm -hmm. and relationships and, you know, um, overly amplified reactions and responses to things and the depression and the anxiety and the confusion and the criticism and the self-judgment and the self-doubt and all those things and the fear. And you can just start like draining it out. Mm -hmm. It's like bailing water out of a canoe and you just get as much charge and as much emotion kind of like purged excavated as mm -hmm. you said out of the body and then you're there's carrying space. a lot less weight yeah. there's a lot more space there's a lot more for creation there's a lot more for exploration curiosity yeah. and like bringing in new helpful wonderful like levels of peace and harmony and self-understanding and an adventure and being willing to take risks and try new things yeah. because you are holding less fear and less less conditioning and less like restraint mm -hmm. in your body. Isn't it interesting how to arrive to breath work, mm -hmm. trusting in like what it could do for you. Yeah. I would assume take someone who is very familiar with being in the state of observance and like shining light on the things in their life that they become wanting to dive further to like, let yeah. it come out. Then you go into breath work and then you need to release and like separate and exit the state of observance. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because when you're in the breath work, you're, you come back to observance, but in this new way, like in this new portal in this new kind of dimension where the more you observe it, the mm. stronger the light gets. And then the more stuff comes up and then it's like all like floods out, floods <laughs> out, floods out. But like, it takes like going from like being an observant person yeah. to starting breath work, stop observing. Yeah. Once you're in breath work, like let's go observe again. And then everything just like comes and floods out. And it's, I don't know, it's such a, we talk about this all the time, like Love the it. dance and rhythm of life. Yes. And it's the same thing with this. It's like you, you, you do, you do dance with it. And my friend asked me too, like, what is kind of the protocol of yeah. breath work? And I, it was hard to answer because once you're in it, mm -hmm. you're, you, you're, body and your mind kind of do what it so needs it's like what kenzie said experience. yeah i had a yeah. crazy experience good um <laughs> <laughs> but what kenzie said about like it 
it is the body that just starts and the mind that just starts to do what it needs to do. There's such a beautiful and like, not only is breath work in it of itself freeing, but how you are as a person within breath work and what you embody within it is so freeing. So if it's not the breath work itself, that's like bringing something up, which is I guarantee you it will. Mm-hmm. It's also like your state. It's your state within it. That's just, you come out of it. Like, wow, I just, I don't know. I Lighter. reset. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's interesting. I like that you said dance because there is a willingness and it's like, however extreme or subtle our breathwork experience is that discovery of yourself. Like, Oh, I thought I was the person like this. And now I'm, I'm discovering like, I operated a little bit differently during that and I didn't try and I wasn't trying mm. to be in control, but like I allowed myself to dance a little bit more than I normally do in life. And then that creates a new imprint. It creates a new template. It like starts to feed a new stream of how you might be able to be. Yeah. And whether it's like dating or making art or, you know, spending time with your family or, um, you know, navigating a new role at work or with an, even like a friend group or something like when we allow ourselves to dance and when we allow ourselves to see what we actually can do when we take the reins off mm-hmm. of ourself and our own like pre-prescribed ways that we think are appropriate or our best self mm-hmm. or like what's the best way to be, then we, yeah, there's more fluidity mm-hmm. and more like alchemy and like who we get to be on a daily basis mm-hmm. because we witness it in ourselves in the breath work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you witness something magical in it. Yeah. It's not easy work. It's no. it's really <laughs> not easy. No. But mm-hmm. I think also it adds to your toolbox of your own strength. It's like, well, if I can really look at myself on that kind of level, if I yeah. can spend 45 minutes, it's hard to do. It's not mm-hmm. easy. Um, if you can do that, it adds to your toolbox of what even is possible. And yes. I think what breathwork showed me the most is how capable we are as humans. We don't need prescriptions. Yes. We don't need this. Like we have so much power within us to shift and alter. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So you <laughs> had a bit of an accident, yeah. which we would love to talk about. And okay. I'd also love to hear how by having this toolbox, mm-hmm. like did it come in handy for you to heal? It. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because I, I was thinking this morning, I was like, I feel like that's an important part of the story to, yeah. to talk about that. And it's interesting because I, um, yeah, so this happened last year, uh, February 1st, 2022. I was in a, like a pretty new relationship and, um, we were out on a hike. He lived in Mammoth Lakes and we were on a hike and it was just a nice sunny day. You know, there's ice on the trail because it's the mountains and stuff. We're out with the, you know, we got the puppy, you know, this is like, our, I think it was the first weekend I maybe had even been up there. Um, and so we're walking, we're walking around this lake, frozen lake, beautiful day. And there was one area we, we entered into this one area and I was like, this looks, this looks kind of sketchy. <laughs> and he was like, oh, we got it. I've done this before. I did this, you know, with my son when he was like a baby, it's fine. And, um, he was the most masculine, like divine masculine kind of essence man I'd ever been with at that time. And I had like supreme trust in him. Mm. I'm like, look sketchy. Okay. We got it. We got it. Great. Okay. So we keep walking. He slips and falls down the hill, not a big hill. He, he falls down onto the frozen lake, but he's like 
been skateboarding and snowboarding for his entire life, he can fall well, you know? Mm-hmm. I see him fall, and he's embarrassed because we're newly dating. He's like, oh my, you know? Um, and I see him fall, I get nervous. Because mm. I was like, wow. Oh. And I was tracking, we were like kicking the path into the ice, like we we're making footholds mm-hmm. into the path. And he was like, let go of the puppy, just turn around and go back the way we came. Just turn around, you got it, you got it. And I actually did start doing breath work on the hill because I was, my legs were starting to shake. Oh God. And I was like, you are really activated right now. All you have to do is turn around, just turn around. The path is right there. It's only a couple of feet, but I fell and I fell and I hit a tree and then I knocked myself out and then I fell and hit and then I crashed on the frozen lake. So I broke five ribs. I broke my collarbone and then I got a very like severe, like skull fracture, brain hemorrhage. Holy fuck. And we were in the mountains. We were outside of cell service. And Mm -hmm. so we had to, and he thought I, he thought I was dead. He was like all those years of skating and snowboarding. Like I top two worst falls I've ever seen in my entire life. He was like, she's dead and, and had to deal with that. But he knew how to like check for broken bones. He knew how to like handle it. So we had to walk back out. I was not conscious. Mm-mm. Oh my God. And then I went into shock once we got in the car and we went to the hospital. Did you, you were able to somehow get yourself somehow. back. Yeah. Somehow. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, and we had, we had a couple past lives together. We had some falls together. We'd had yeah. some, like, I think we just kind of knew how to roll. Like we'd shifted yeah. into, we like downshifted into a way, um, as like a brand new couple and like people who had like been in situations like that before in other yeah. lifetimes, yeah. a type uh, of grace that like allowed yeah. it to, you know, it worked get out. Handled. It worked out. Damn. So I'm going into convulsions in the car. We go to the local hospital. Then I had to be airlifted to Reno and I was, and then he drove to, he drove to Reno and, um, it was bad. It was bad. It was pretty dicey. And like when I, when I was just had this memory, um, this morning when I went to go see like the board, the neurosurgeon who's on the board of directors at Kaiser, when he pulled up my, my scan, he immediately like did prayer hands and looked up to the sky. Like mm. it could have gone a different yeah, way. Yeah, 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 it yeah. could have gone a very different way. And it didn't. So I had, I like, I lost my soul for the first time in my life. That was probably the scariest part of the whole thing was that I couldn't feel my soul. And I'm, and, and I don't know how to describe that. It was, it was like, a a, my essence felt like it was gone. Mm -hmm. Like it went somewhere and I just felt like a body and like a set of eyes for a while, um, for probably about like a week or 10 days. And it was absolutely terrifying. So I'm like, I'm home and I, I feel like you two probably have a good relationship with the natural world and, Mm, you know, the earth. And, you know, when you look outside, you can feel the energy, you can see the light, you can see, you can feel, um, the warmth and the vibration of the trees and the flowers and the grass and the Mm -hmm. dirt and the earth and the sun and the sky. And it just was all flat. Wow. It was just like, I was looking at like a picture or something. There was no energy. I couldn't feel my own energy. I couldn't feel the energy of the world. And it was so distressing. And my mom, thankfully was there. She's a, she's a former RN. She was taking care of me because I couldn't walk. I couldn't cook. I couldn't take a shot. Oh I couldn't do anything. God. Um, and I was, yeah, I was like, I couldn't take more than like 10 steps without like excruciating pain. 
And I was like, mom, you know, and she's a spiritual person. I'm like, how long is this going to last for? Did you know you would be okay? Um, not then, not then. And in that like 10 day experience, no, Mm -hmm. um, I did not because that was a new territory for me. I'd never felt that way before. And I didn't, I I did trust that it was going to change because it always does, but I was navigating a new realm that I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't know about. And so I wasn't sure. And I was terrified, but it changed as it does. And, you know, to encapsulate that experience in like, I don't know, even in like five minutes feels like a little, a little daunting. Um, but I can kind of like bullet point it a little bit. Um, it restructured my whole life. Like I had never broken a bone before I had surgery when I was like a little kid, but I had never broken a bone and never had an injury before. And Mm -hmm. so to get to like age 47 and break a bunch of bones. And I broke another bone later on in the year too, walking around a lake on a hike. Oh my Dude, God. Um, you got to stay yeah. away from that place. I got, well, <laughs> there was lessons, yeah. lessons on the lake hikes. So yeah. My, <laughs> on the lake hikes. That's a good shirt for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it put me through my paces on a number of different levels. There was, um, there was a lot of realizations. Uh, I lost basically both of my best friends um, because they were not in a place where they could handle me being different than mm-hmm. I normally was. Um, they had a comfort level with me being in a particular role that I hadn't even realized that I was actually playing. Um, but wow, they left. Um, I did end up end the relationship, but that was, you know, that was, a uh, that was the right choice for both of us because we wanted different things. Um, but I did get to, like, I did, I did get to receive, having someone save the day and show up for me like a man who I've had men that showed up for me in other similarly challenging experiences but this just gave me this sense of trust and mm. like who and what a man could be in a way that I'd never in like a profound deep way that I never experienced because he handled that yeah without without like he didn't drop it for a wow. second yeah and it was so impressive. Like I woke up and I, f- I think I felt safer than I'd ever felt in my entire life. Like someone who will handle crisis with finesse and grace mm-hmm. and like not faltering for one second. That was a deep benefit. But the bone breaking was essentially, it was like a physical manifestation of, of needing my entire consciousness and the structures of my universe how I work, how I operate, what I do, who I'm here to serve. Mm. It was a lot of that. And it was kind of, it was already happening. Like my consciousness was changing internally, mm-hmm. but then it was like the physical, almost in a weird way, like a manifestation mm-hmm. in a weird way, mm-hmm. because who I was becoming inside was changing. And then it was almost like, I need to crack everything open yeah. to be able to like, uh, it, even like, you know, that first question, like everybody asked me initially, and I was asking myself this too, um, what have you been avoiding that created the need for something so big to happen to get your attention? Hmm. And I think that's like kind of a traditional go-to as like a spiritual inquiry. Yeah. Like what's that the doesn't even lesson? resonate with me. If I was yeah. to ask you a question about yeah. that, I wouldn't even you ask, wouldn't even that. ask that question. Yeah. 
And I mean, where I am now, where you are now versus over a year ago is different. And I was asking myself that question. I'm like, that's not the question. Yeah. That's not even the question. It's not even about that. Like that feels like spiritual kindergarten for me. You Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's the, it's an old paradigm way of even thinking about this. Like Mm -hmm. you needed to you know, it's almost like punitive in a way that you needed like a punishment to get your attention. Yeah, you punishment. You need to go dark. You need to have yeah. this terrible mm-hmm. thing happen so that mm-hmm. you can be stronger. Get the like, point. This is not yeah. like a karmic kind of angle to waking you up out of yeah. you. Know. And there was like, we did, like myself and this man, we did heal a couple mm-hmm. past life things. Like we both, uh, we closed the door on some things that were like needing to be tied up for both of us individually through that experience because we'd had that experience, but it went differently before. So, side note. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it really, I think it just, it, it created an opportunity for me to, um, it did create an opportunity for me to go really deep into my own consciousness and like stay with myself in a new way. Mm -hmm. I'd been staying with myself through anger. I'd been staying with myself through heartache, through grief, through loss, through um, sadness. But I never stayed with myself when I was so untethered. Mm -hmm. It was a new edge. Mm -hmm. Like, where'd my soul go? Mm -hmm. When's it coming back? I don't know. What am I going to do in the meantime? And like the instructions that I got from spirit were, Um, you need to, you need to breathe because that's going to help you reconnect those synapses in your brain. Um, it's all about frequency. You need to, everything you consume, eat, drink, watch, sleep, listen to, it needs to be high frequency. Mm -hmm. It needs to be like the vibration and the attunement of everything you're consuming. Mm -hmm. You cannot watch a scary movie. Mm -hmm. You cannot watch dark humor. You can't watch a murder mystery. You can't, you can't listen to hip hop even for this period of time. You need to like clean it up, clean it up, keep it high and like infuse yourself with that. So you can start making those connections and you can, that vibration is what's important right now. And I never honed in and like needed to like make it so exquisitely just that I never needed to like stay in that place. And I think that it was like, I needed to be humming at that pace for at least like 30 days. Like I was in bed for 30 days and that needed to happen. That's all I was doing. That was all I was feeding myself. And that was like a, another little step up the ladder Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. of being able to inhabit both like soullessness and like wild expansion and like a kind of like a, it was a, it was a correction for me in the wow. way that I was moving in the world. This is so wild. This, this really resonates not at all to compare my experiences because this is so, I can't even imagine a couple months, a few months ago and Kenzie and our friend Eric are super mm-hmm. familiar with this for about a month and a half, almost mm-hmm. two months, I kept using those words where I'm wow. not connected. My soul is not connected to my body. I feel really separate. I, w- I actually too. like, mm-hmm. I'm happy being removed. This lifetime's not for me. Let wow. me go back to a previous one. I'm too mature for this one. I don't have the tools, the people around me to navigate the things that I'm feeling. And I started to feel this disconnect. And then that's exactly what I did. I had a session with Eric and he, we went through my astrology chart and we moved through patterns and things like that, which Kenzie really encouraged. And then as a friend, Kenzie was kind of helping me like kind of pull in some pieces that made sense or didn't because even knowing things that don't make sense helps clear things up. And it was at that point when I started to move at and be in tune with 
raising my frequency and existence on a daily basis that I got back in touch with myself. Not only got back in touch with myself, but understood what it was for the rest of my life that I'm going to start to move towards. (laughs) First of all, thank you for being an amazing friend because like a friendship can fracture Mm -hmm. at a moment in time like that. And you experience that. Yeah. Like your ability to like to not only like counsel and advise her or just even support her, even offer a couple different threads of possibility. But I think like as far as consciousness shifts and I like, I have a part of me that doesn't like to use kind of like elevated spiritual languaging sometimes because I feel like it can feel too exalted and a little bit too like, oh, you know, we're all just sitting up here in this like expanded mm-hmm. frequency. Yeah. We're so conscious because um, it's available for everybody. Yeah. But it, it's also important to say like your experience is really powerful. And to have what I've been experiencing just lately is that, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm changing. I'm yeah. changing. And it can feel a little, it can, it can feel jarring. Like I'm not connected with my soul. I don't, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. This isn't. And if there isn't, if you don't have anyone else around you, that's like somewhat in that resonance mm-hmm. or at least open and available to like having those conversations with you can feel mm-hmm. deeply lonely and like something's really wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're like, we're in such a like high speed evolutionary portal and it can just feel like a regular day mm-hmm. when it feels like a regular day. But then like, but it's some like days the, it just doesn't feel like yeah. a regular day. And it's an interesting thing to navigate because yeah. you wake up and you're just like, Holy fuck. Like what right. is going on? And why do I feel this way? What is, what is happening? And each time it's been happening over the past three or four months, it's now starting to, I'm like welcoming it with more grace. Like this is another up level. You got this surrender to it, let it come in, but it is fascinating. And it's just been so nice to see one of the reasons why I was like, we have to get, we have Mm -hmm. to talk to Aaron because I saw you were talking about Mm -hmm. it and it, it is, it's been this thing where I felt it. My good friend Eric's felt yeah. it. Sabelle's been through it, but it's also like, is everyone else feeling this? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? But then also seeing like who we are all becoming through yes. these portals so exciting. is yeah. so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so an exciting. Adventure. Yeah, it is an adventure. And it's like, it's interesting because it's like, you can like wake up on that day and be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And you're still like, you know, you're still going to air one. Yeah, you know? totally. But the, but, the inter- <laughs> but the internal machinations, like the way that you're moving within yourself. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's interesting because it, it's like, it's large and then it's not because yeah. I feel like it's just becoming the norm. Yes. Because you it's know? not going, it's not it's backing not going away. down. No. And each time gets actually more intense, but yeah, my ability to welcome it is it's higher easier. and easier Yeah, and almost I'm curious. I'm like, what's on the other yeah. side of this one? I have Bring a question it. for you. And I'm wondering yeah. if you feel this way. I know we do. <laughs> one of the feelings we have towards this like evolution of large, this large group community of people that are like thinking this way, talking about it and moving towards it is really specific and it has a lot to do with um, where are we being of service to our world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kenzie feels that through nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I feel that through kind of my art and my words and yeah. how I can storytell. And I know for a fact you feel that. <laughs> I do. And do you feel before your accident and now that mm-hmm. that feeling of 
service, being in tune with what it is and how you're going to be of service changed or got amplified. Yes, absolutely. And I'm like, I love the sparkiness of this conversation. Like the amount of like energy that's in this room right now is just very life-giving and like very warm and feels Mm -hmm. like very exciting. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, for, and I mean my, like my firm belief, it's like, how are we going to change the world? Everybody in full expression, you know, because, Mm, and I mean, I, I, I was, you know, checking you all out the other day, you know, just getting a little (laughs) bit more into your worlds and like what you're into. And, um, even like the, the, the beauty in which you communicate about food and like, you know, like speak about nutrition is like incredible. Um, but like everybody in full expression, mm-hmm. everybody. And I mean, I think that's the thing where we move from like uh, belonging to self-actualization as we're going along that evolutionary path and that portal, letting go of, of our like intrinsic need to belong Yes, and, and going into like less fear of not belonging and more fear, not even, I don't know what you want to bring fear into it, but if you're going to be afraid of something, be afraid of not expressing uh-huh. your great medicine while you're here on, on earth in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like Without be afraid of that. Doubt. If you want to be afraid of something of like not being in full expression of your unique rich gifts that only you have, because we all have a little piece of the puzzle. And so like, I'm really wanting to support people and just like getting over it you know, just yeah. get, get weirder, yeah. keep getting weirder, Yeah, you know, get weirder in your own way, but like, give it all. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what else are we going to do? And my, the shift for me with my service and my work, and it's like, it's still a little bit malleable. Mm-hmm. It's still like, there's a, there's some fine tuning that's happening. Um, but I've been working with people like really at, um, kind of like, oh, I don't know, step one, two, three, four, you know, mm-hmm. in a way, like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I feel this way. You know, um, how do I untangle the knots? You mm-hmm. know, just kind of letting anyone at any place in their journey in their, in their path, come on in. I've got some tools. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And then one of the messages I got last year was like, you need to be working with people who are kind of more like, you know, step eight, nine, 10 yeah. and people who have already, they laid the groundwork. They know what they're doing. You know, they, they know their wounds. They know their patterns. They know all the things they've been an active process with them and they know their essence, you know, they, they know why they're here, but there's still some, like, there's the humanness of it, the tinkering of like, Oh, well, what will they think? Mm-hmm. Or and like, is that, how do I say that? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I offer that? How do I express that? And just helping people that are more moving into like leadership in their own realms yeah. and like really like ready to like ready to meet that consciousness, like precipice and that evolutionary precipice and like, pour some sugar in the bowl, you know, like it's so fascinating that you say that because we have arrived there too. That that's been part of our conversation the last like five months is actually recognizing the people now receiving us are new. We feel like there's a degree of like audience starting from scratch because of this. It's so fascinating. And trusting that that they can meet you. I just this right before you arrived, I was on the phone with my friend, Eric and you know, I was in nutrition before yeah. and I got, I went kind of viral in 2019 for talking mm. about food combining. And you were at the one to four then. And, and I was were, at the one yeah. to four. Yeah. And, um, I also had this like pool of sharks who were just like, uh, yeah, food combining. I can't believe you're talking about that eating disorder. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, and it, 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 
it was like, I couldn't do it anymore. You know, yeah. I just couldn't do it. I was like, shut it down. I'm so mm. done trying to explain this to you people. I'm so done with feeling your energy attached to me. And I stepped out of nutrition for a little while, not because of that, but just mm. like now that I'm back in it, I realize where some of that exhaustion stemmed from. Yes. I was like going through my own spiritual awakening. I was dealing with family trauma. Like I was dealing with stuff. And so then to have these like nags just constantly like, is that a fruit bowl without, you know, chicken in it? Like I couldn't do it. And, um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, I just couldn't do it. I was like, I'm out for right now. And then as I've come back into it, it's exactly what you've said. It's like, I'm not here talking to you people at level one, two, three, four. No. If you want to still talk about that, talk about it. I'm here for the people who want to excel. I'm here for the people who want to clear their fucking bodies out so they can move forward in their life. And I really stepped into it strongly because yeah. I was like, I have to do this. And I'm not going to go back to step one and try mm -hmm. to explain it to everyone. I'm just going to enter at step eight and nine and people can be there. And it's like, first of all, changed my life. But second of all, you know, those people are, they're still there. I, I yeah. see them and they come back and I, but they just don't hold that like resonance and power over yep. me in my, or my work at all. Mm -hmm. But what's been the coolest thing is seeing where our collective is because before there was all of this, I mean, I was on the news, I was in mm -hmm. articles and it was, it was this constant, it felt like this 50, 50 war every mm -hmm. day when I woke up to work. And now it's like these people are still going balls to the walls on people's TikTok comments. And is that Kenzie Burke? Remember 2019? Like oh it's God. still happening. But I see that there's this split yeah. and there's these people who see those comments. And instead of listening to them, they're mm -hmm. like, oh, no, I want that juice. And it's been really cool to see who is here to evolve and who gets it without yeah. me even having to explain it. Yeah, and you don't. Cause there's so, I mean, there's still, there's, so, it's great how it all works out. Cause there's plenty of people that can be talking to those people and explaining yeah, it to yeah, them, but that's not your job. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's fascinating. I love that you're bringing this up because I just was like, I was like, I need to do a class for people on like what happens when your consciousness shifts and your audience is no longer aligned with you. Wow. Mm. Because it's like the people that I have that are like, you know, part of my community on Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, they were there when I was like talking about depression and mm -hmm. like, you know, forgiving my parents and like, like back then. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that was like, such also have a very hard time with change. It's also like you changed, right. Yeah. And you, you said that about your friends and your audience. Yeah. And there is a lot of resistance to that yeah. from people. Except confronting for this whole yes, new, new way that's yeah. like, what? What yeah. are they talking about? You know, so I feel like there's that, there can be a little lull, like there can be like a little of an interval where people are like, wait, what, what's she talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, but then it's like, it's, it's a turnover. Mm -hmm. It's a constant turnover where we're going to be like, we've attracted people up to where we are and then we shift and then people fall away and then new people find us just like always. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's intriguing. Cause I think that that it's like the where you are in your consciousness, it can seem so, uh, like, like undefined or like, how do I talk about this? And am I really even talking about things in that much of a different way or using different language, but it's more just the energy that you're speaking from. Or even how you perceive what you're saying is coming from a new angle. Yeah. So like yeah. you might even be, I know I do this. I listen back to episodes and I'm like, 
When I was saying that, I sound exactly the same as the first time I said it, but the second right. time I said it, I, for me internally, I was saying it from a different state of mind. So yes. it felt different to me. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's interesting too, because we like, we, I think we're, we're so like aha moment and breakthrough culture trained that everything seems like it needs to be like huge shift, really big. But like some of this stuff is so mm-hmm. nuanced that like only we notice it and only the people that are able to like read and pick up and hear our energy notice. So it doesn't have to be like, again, the flashing lights and the neon signs, but it, it's profound, but it doesn't maybe look so different. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting that as we also align more with that tune and that vibration, and again, I love Rick Rubin. I keep going back to him. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> so he goes into only the person who is fine-tuned to mm. like hearing those frequencies will also be able to move with them because they're yes. so specific and fine and like light not necessarily in your face so a part of even like doing the becoming of it is also just choosing to just come up and like exist right here and it can be those small things on a daily basis what are you watching and like what are you listening to what conversations are you entertaining or shutting down feeling it too like what feels heavy remove yourself mm-hmm. what feels negative remove yourself mm-hmm. and so that you can clear the way to keep moving forward yeah. and forward and higher it feels a little bit more neutral i don't know if it feels that way for you but i'm having there's like certain relationships i'm kind of looking at and navigating a little bit and just like little changes but it doesn't feel like maybe a couple of years ago it would have been like oh, we need to have a conversation Mm -hmm. like this. You know, we need to navigate this. We need to really like be honest, be transparent, be vulnerable, really like suss it all out. And now I'm just kind of like, oh, we're just not a match anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's very simple. And it also, I think, is such a testament to internal strength because when you're not in a place of feeling really strong, which I think, you know, you went through this accident and we've all been through things in the past couple of years um, specifically, but when you have this kind of level of strength and integrity Mm. in your body and home within your body, things don't need to be as like loud and excavating. Like I said, the first wave of my nutrition business, it was like, is this not a line? Like, can I not hold this? Do I need to get rid of it? You know? And I don't feel like you said, I don't, I feel like I'm strong. I know myself. I'm calm in my body. I'm good. Um, yeah, maybe this is feeling a little weird. Maybe I will like set some energetic boundaries around Mm. it, but it isn't feeling as extreme. And I think that says such a testament to internal strength. It is. Yeah. Cause you can trust yourself. You can trust yourself that, you know, you can handle it. You can roll with it. And that like, you know where you want to go and you know who you are and you know what you need. And so it's like, it's okay if things change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I have a a question. (laughs) Yeah. So today, here and now, Mm -hmm. with you and your life and, you know, this incredible journey you've had and obviously still journeying through, what is something in your life that you're really proud you've arrived to? Oh, wow. Okay, I'm just going to go with the first thing that comes through. And this is simple, but I really love who I am. And that makes me emotional to say that out loud. Mm. Um, I have like deep love and respect for myself. 
And that can take so long, mm-hmm. you know, it can take a long time to like truly feel that, to like really be able to feel like your worthiness mm-hmm. and your, and your goodness and to have admiration for, um, all the ways that you've moved in your, in, in your life and how, how you live and how you, um, how you show up in the world. You know, I feel, I feel like I've like my divine parent is, is online and I have been able to like parent myself through a lot of things to, um, to feel whole, you know? And I think that that's like a lot of, a lot of, I mean, since I'm sitting with such conscious of all women right now, you know, like it's, it's funny the the places that we want to get to, but like a sense of wholeness and like deep self-love, like I am proud of that. I'm, I'm proud of how I've weathered the storms and how I have like developed resilience. And I just feel, um, I'm, I'm happy with where I am in my life. And it's, it's an interesting thing to like, to be, um, turning 49 this year. Mm-hmm. And like when you're younger and you're imagining older years, like the way you think it will look like it doesn't look at all like that. And it doesn't feel at all like I thought it <laughs> would. And I just feel good. I feel like I'm moving into this, like, um, you know, for going like maiden mother goddess. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm like tiptoeing, tiptoeing up to the bridge of like being an elder, you know, at some point in my life and being someone who's like, uh, stood with the wisdom that was required of them and was able to receive it when it was happening. And I feel like I'm, I'm in cultivation of the kind of human that I want to be in this life, continued cu- cultivation. That's so beautiful. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. You're thank so you for incredible. asking. <laughs> also, I have to say <laughs> there is so amazing. much, <laughs> so good. there is so much, um, of a youthfulness in you sitting at this table with us and you referenced your age a few times and like sitting here, like it's, there is something so beautiful and young and whole and adventurous about you as if like your life is just starting and like, you can't wait to see what comes and like, it's, 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 that's how you feel. I feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you (laughs) feel from your accident more grateful for that like more of a lust for life more of I'm here it's just beginning what a blessing I do and like one of my core values is actually innocence and like wonder um I never wanted to be jaded I never wanted to be embittered by life like no matter what happened to me so that's like something that's important to me to maintain that sense of curiosity and like what's life gonna you know what's Mm -hmm. gonna happen um I had, uh, let's see, 15 years ago, my little sister was murdered and raped and murdered. And that was at that point in time, the worst thing that had ever happened to me. And it was life changing, um, family of origin changing, like everything changed. But the, one of the hugest things that I got from that, or the hugest thing that I got from that experience that I received from that experience was we never know how many days we have left. There's no way to tell. There's no guarantees. Live now. And I got that a second time mm-hmm. when I when I almost died. And like that is life fuel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you don't actually, when you haven't had, like it is a supreme gift to come into contact with your mortality mm-hmm. or someone else's mortality that you love. Mm-hmm. And like grief is horrible. Loss is devastating. I went and wished either of these things that happened to me on anybody else. But like, if you can receive live now from that, take a risk, say the thing, 
you know, talk to the cute guy, like make the thing, like open your business, you know, repair, Mm -hmm. repair something, forgive somebody, like whatever it is that you need to do. If we know we only have a number of days, we have to do it now. We have to contribute. There's no other option. There's no other choice. And I like that energy. Mm -hmm. I like that energy because I want to appreciate all the days. I want to appreciate all the experiences. Like just, I mean, really, I don't know how long we've been sitting here, but this is like, I feel like I'm in a magical field right now. And I'm thankful that I get to have this experience with both of you because of who I am and who you are like what a like a energetic, like weaving and braiding of like coming together synchronicity and souls that want to hang out. It's just, it's all so good. And And like using that gift of time and we, we sitting here, like using our time this way to feel these things to talk. Exactly. Like we're generating energy for the collective, like at the table. Yeah. And it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. It feels great. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I appreciate that gift very much. So, yeah. And I, you know, maybe I did need that reminder a second time, but I needed it to, I need, I need to say that out loud. I need to say that to more people, you know, and forever for whoever could hear that or needed to hear that. Maybe it helped them too. Mm -hmm. Has your work, was it not hard, but, but stepping back into work after something like that, Um, and I'd love if you talked about what you do offer. If anyone listening is like, yeah. I'm level eight okay. and I want to come <laughs> in. Eight, Definitely but- <laughs> not one through four. That's all I know. <laughs> I think we are really attracting level eights too, to this yeah. podcast. Um, but yeah, like, first of all, was it hard quote unquote to get back yeah. into work or did you just have a gut? I know what to do. I'm back in it. And then second to that question is what do you have to offer for anyone listening? So I think I was like heated by the time I got out of bed, I was heated. I was like, I have so much to say, you know, I've got like, I had a lot that I want to like bring forward and through. Um, so there were a couple offerings that I kind of created on the, on the, on the heels of that experience. I was like listening to myself in a video and I was like, you don't even, doesn't look like anything happened to you. Like my, my acuity and like my articulation was really, it was, it was kicking, Um, so it wasn't, I think I was just like the fuel for the fire and the fuel of the continued initiation. And what I was learning was like so intense and so vast that I was just trying to like pump out things that were in that energy and like in that zone of like, uh, just like, let's go everyone like LFG. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, I mean, right now I think I'm in a, I've been in a little bit of a liminal space cause I think I've been percolating with like, what is the refinement? What is the next thing? And I've been, I've been offering one-on-one like personal business evolution mentorship for people who do facilitation work, healing, coaching, mentoring, teaching, and just, um, creating those containers for people that are like, I am growing and I am evolving. And like, I do have all this magic. I do have all this medicine and I want to do it, but Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already doing it, but I know that the level that I could be operating at is like higher, more, I want to make more impact. I want to reach more people. My mission, my vision is growing. And I just like either, I don't have the strategy. I still think marketing is weird. You know, I'm too much of a creative to like organize my thoughts and like kind of get into a zone where I'm actually like able to like funnel and like offer this to people. Mm-hmm. So just mentoring people into That's growth. such a blessing. And yeah. expansion. So needed. 
really needed. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really, I feel like it's like, cause we're also, we're also good. Like truly everyone's got amazing, like wisdom, medicine, like mm-hmm. all the people we've all been moving through all these things in our lives. And we've just been integrating and collecting and growing and investigating and doing all these things. But sometimes it just sits, mm-hmm. it just sits. And like, people in their full expression of their medicine. I really, I I think we are on the same page with this, but like everyone out there, everyone out there to their, to their fullest is going to be what is going to inspire and create new solutions to old problems or new solutions to new problems. So I just want to support people in like both the like energetic, emotional, spiritual piece of it, but also just like the strategy mm-hmm. and also like knowing what the steps are that you need to take to actually bring yourself out mm-hmm. into the world in a bigger, in a bigger way. So, but I'm also like astrologically, I'm like emotions and consciousness and intuition are kind of like my realm of play as far as like, I think it's my, my part of fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been like, I just did a class on how breath work can expand your consciousness. Like what are the steps? What are the ingredients that create that for people? And what is the like unfolding process of it last weekend? And I'm like, Hmm, I want to do a class on, I'm just kind of like letting, Mm -hmm. you know, letting the thoughts come in, letting the, you know, letting what needs to come in, come in and just kind of offering Offering it it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Just offering it as it comes. Yeah. And not holding yourself back. And I want to do a little something on like creating through your initiation because yes. we are going to oh have continued gosh. initiations and con- or, I want to call it an initiation more than like a dark night of the soul. But if, if you're like, if it's your first rodeo, it is a dark night of the soul. So like helping people, if you're in a public space, like how do you, how can you share and mm-hmm. how can you like communicate and articulate? That would articulate be so helpful. Yeah. I really initiation. Would have had that a couple years ago. It's tricky. And there's yeah. like some steps, there's a little bit of a roadmap for that where like you can give people the best of what is coming through you, yeah. but in a way that's also like energetically boundaried for you. Yeah, and how do you do both? Yeah. yeah. And how do you dropping like the ball. be yeah. like rooted while you're doing it and just like different things to keep in mind. So yeah. just kind of playing around. Amazing. You know? Seeing what feels most fun. And you to do, do breathwork teaching. And I do, yeah. We want to do it. Come on in. Yeah. Oh, there's one in September. Yeah, we've, we've um, had our eye on it. And our yeah, friend Eric, on us it. three have talked we about it. We want to do the together. training. I like the sound of this mm-hmm. guy, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should meet him. You guys cool. would be. We should do like a full round table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be <laughs> really fun. great. I love it. got to buy another idea. camera and lights, but we can make it. <laughs> you could definitely make that happen. Yeah. So training people to be facilitators. I do the level. There's five levels in this technique. So levels one through five. I do levels one and two, Beautiful. Uh, myself and another woman, Danielle Herring, where I think we're the only two people that are the actual, like, um, what's the word? Uh, we are, uh, yeah, descendants of David Elliott and that. So we're the only mm-hmm. two people that are actually authorized to like teach those two levels, uh, in the world Beautiful. at this moment. So yeah. And that's fun. I yeah. love bringing people into the fold and just, yeah, just exploring emotions and intuition and consciousness in all the ways that I possibly can. And then there will always be more. Always more. Always more. Thank you for bringing your love and your light (laughs) and your story (laughs) to the table for, for us to listen to, be inspired by, or connect to, to be moved by. It's important. It's really important. That's why we're doing this. So thank you for being open. Thank you, so it all. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And just both of you are just like 
delightful in <laughs> all the ways possible. So I'm very, very excited for people to hear this and just also for more of you too. Like more of you too. Like what a beautiful collaboration for the benefit of all. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you connect with us on Instagram at Kenzie Burke and at Sabelle Levy. And be sure to follow the podcast at The Cusp Podcast 1P. It's home to inspiring quotes, many more conversations. Everything is linked in the show notes. We are so grateful you are here. Stay tuned for an exciting next episode. Bye for now.